and welcome back to the Coach Bali Ann podcast where we dive into all things women's health, fitness and of course a little bit of netball. Now today I'm going to talk about fat loss plateaus and this is something that came up in a check-in I had with a client this weekend. So I thought, you know, it's something that comes up quite often. It's quite a common thing that people struggle with. So I thought I'd use today's podcast just to talk about it and hopefully kind of ease a few worries about what happens when we start to lose um, body fat, when we start to lose weight, what you can do about it. And also just ease your mind. It's nothing about you and your body uh, individually, you know, there's nothing broken. You haven't broken your metabolism or anything like that. Some of the crazy things that go around um, social media and the internet. So I'll just break down a few few myths around that and, you know, start giving you some uh, practical tips as to what you can do if you experience a fat loss plateau. Now, my client, uh, been work- we've been working together good seven, eight months now, since January. How long is that now? Eight months? <laughs> my God, I can't believe it's September already. How's, your- how's September going already? Have we started to um, have a good reset? It's-, it's a great time to have a reset. Anyway, I'm going off on the tangent there. So we've been working together for about eight months, and she has lost a significant amount of weight. She's lost 14 kilos. She's been queen consistency. She's done amazing. She's got some awesome, awesome results. And, you know, not only can you see it in the photos, but you can see it in herself. And, you know, she's feeling really proud of herself, so she should, and feeling more confident. She's getting super strong. She's getting better in her sport um, and getting generally fitter and all the positive things like that. But the last few weeks, say about two to three weeks, according to her weight chart, it kind of looks like she hasn't lost any weight. And so therefore she hasn't made, she, you know, you, you get that worry, then you haven't made any progress. So she, she was asking and you could see like she'd, she'd made a, a bit of a reflection, gone for a bit of a reflection and thought about reasons why it could be happening. And actually she wasn't far wrong in her reasons. So I thought I'd use today just to go through some of those reasons why you will um, you will go through a fat loss plateau. So if you imagine a weight chart, what we want to see, I mean, I've talked about scale weight before, about how it will, you know, fluctuate day to day. And what we're looking for over time is a trend. And if weight loss or fat loss is a goal of yours, you want to see a downward trend. So imagine a graph that goes downwards. That's what you're going to see. Now, it's not always going to be a smooth journey and you might have some ups and downs depending on what's going on in life. And, you know, if you're going on holiday and how how you cope with that, et cetera, et cetera. But generally, you're looking for a downward trend. And if you looked at her weight chart, it's you know, a really very good downward trend. And it just shows how consistent that she has been. Then as you start, you know, get having significantly or you've lost significant amounts of body fat. And so, you know, you become a smaller person, you have less fat to lose. What generally then starts happening in your weight loss 
is the speed at which you drop weight starts to slow down and you start kind of getting that curve where it starts to kind of go less at a, a bit of an angle, less of a downward slope, and it starts to curve round. Now, when you're hitting a so-called fat loss plateau, you really want to, you know, if, if you've stayed the same weight roughly for about a week or two, that really isn't a plateau. What, you know, you want to be looking at is a good three, four, if not more weeks at being roughly around the same sort of weight. And then that's potentially where you've got a fat loss plateau. Now, there's a couple of reasons why this is happening. And, you know, I gave my client all these reasons. But what's really important is you take them all, you look introspectively and you be really, really honest with yourself. Now, one of the reasons could be that when you're starting, when you're starting a fat loss um, or when you're starting a diet, it's all very new. It's very exciting. You know, you, you want to start getting very meticulous about it. You weigh all your food, you track everything. And you're a lot more on it about what you need to do and don't do. Also, your your deficit is potentially quite big. So if you start off with like a, a 500 calorie deficit, your deficit is quite big. And so, for example, if say you are on 1600 calories and your um, your maintenance is probably around 2100 calories, you're on 500 calorie deficit. If one day, you know, you did 1700, the next day you did 1800, then you did 1600, you kind of can get away with it a little bit more when your deficit is bigger, because you're still in a deficit. But as you become a smaller person, your uh, body mass will obviously reduce your BMR reduces so you're kind of starting to eat into that deficit but not to a huge degree so what might be I mean she's lost 14 kilograms so you know that is quite a significant amount of weight particularly for a small woman and so when you're when you're starting with a 500 calorie deficit after losing so much weight your deficit may now only be say 300 so if you're eating one to 200 calories more every day you your um sorry <laughs> i was going to try that really disturbed me i had uh, someone try and call me on my phone <laughs> so that really disrupted me so apologies for that right let's get into it so as you um, as you become a smaller person, you're you know you you might only now be I say only, but you might now be in a three hundred calorie deficit as opposed to the five hundred calorie deficit that you started with. So then, when you're going over your calories by one to two hundred calories every day, you're still in a deficit, but not you could just can't get away with those kind of things. And so. As you go through your diet, I mean, she's done so incredibly well. She's been on this for eight months now. And what tends to happen is when you start getting a bit of diet fatigue, 
you know, you, you're not tracking absolutely everything. Those little bits of food, the biscuit here, the, the bite of um, your, your kid's toast in the morning. I always love a bite of Reese's toast and Marmite. <laughs> I just love toast. Who doesn't love toast and Marmite? So yummy. So I would always steal a bite of his. So, you know, all those little things that you were kind of getting away with at the beginning, whether or not you were tracking them, now you're not kind of getting away with them so much. And maybe there's things that, you know, you were tracking all the milk that was going in your teas, but you're not tracking those anymore. And we're also forgetting those things. Like you have to remember calorie counting isn't accurate anyway. You know, it, it's a good marker and it's a good start point. But the way calories work, you know, it's everything from the labels on your on your food items. They can be out by up to 20 percent. You know how you're measuring your foods. You know, human error comes into it. Uh, the caloric availability of food. So you might eat 100 calories of a particular food. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to digest all 100 calories. So, you know, calorie counting isn't accurate. And that there's research to show this. You know, dietitians, there's research that asked dietitians to track their food. And they were out by about 230 calories. Another research where people were given $50 if they tracked their food accurately. And even there, you know, people were monetized to track accurately. And even they weren't tracking accurately. So, you, you know, you, you do, do have to take your calorie, your tracking with a pinch of salt. But it is a good tool. And that's what it is. It's a tool. That's what we've got to see it as. So if you're, you know, as you're going through your diet and you've been on it for a long time, it's quite easy and totally understandable. You might get a bit of diet fatigue and you're forgetting things that you're tracking or you're just not as on it as you were eight months ago. So if you're noticing a weight loss plateau, then have a think and be really self-critical. And I think we can all do this. Be really self-critical as to how accurate you are being, how meticulous you are being. You know, are you starting to add in a few little extra glasses of wine during the week? that you're not tracking and it's little things like that that start to creep back in and then you know could cause a potential plateau and you know it you need to think about it the other way like when when we gain weight we don't gain weight over overnight or in a couple of weeks or even necessarily within a couple of months when we get to a position when we think you know when you wake up in the morning one day and you think fucking hell how on earth did I get here I don't remember getting here and it's not a particular meal or a weekend away that has put on you know when you you woke up and you <laughs> realize you've put on one or two stone it's not one weekend or one meal out that has done that it's the little things that you've started to allow to creep back into your diet that has over time meant that you have gained weight yeah we don't generally gain weight within a couple of weeks or a couple of months it's generally over a long period of time one or two years like 
I've had so many people talk to me about how they put weight on over lockdown. And that lasted, you know, between all the different lockdowns, that was a good year to 18 months before shit really got back to, you know, quote unquote, normal. And we were probably moving less amongst that time as well. So if you if you find yourself, you know, creeping back little bits of food here and there, constant snacking throughout the day, all those little things will add up over time. And then if you're moving less, you know, if, you know, I think about netballers and, you know, you, you have that training once a week and playing once a week is a, is a normal activity for most netballers. You might even play in an even league. So you've got an even league match, you've got a training match or training one evening and you've got a match on the weekend. You've got all that movement. And then when the netball season finishes, all that movement stops. But your food intake hasn't stopped. So if you've noticed that and you haven't compensated in terms of like going out for runs or doing some workouts or just raising your steps, if you haven't compensated that over the summer, but you also have continued with the same amount of food, you'll probably find that you may have put on a little bit of weight over summer. And that's how it happens. Because you think, oh, nothing's really changed. I haven't changed anything. I'm not eating anymore. But you don't think about that extra little biscuit or that extra handful of crisps or, you know, that extra coffee and things like that. And it's just those little things that creep in. So if you're noticing a weight loss plateau, think about those kind of things. Are you allowing things to creep back into your diet? You're not being so, you know, on it with your tracking and it's those things that can cause a bit of a plateau and especially if you've lost a lot of weight like my client has you are going to be a smaller person so you know your your BMR so your basal metabolic rate is based on your total mass so if your total mass has reduced because you've lost 14 kilos of body fat or to, to lost 14 kilos of mass because they're potentially when you lose weight there's potentially other things that, you know muscle mass you're losing but you've lost 14 kilos of tissue that would need to have calories to keep it going so you are going to eat into that deficit now that does not mean that you then drop your calories again so with my clients my automatic reaction was not to drop her calories again. Because this is what's going to happen. If you are a smaller person with not a lot of body fat to lose, so now she's a smaller person, and she, she's, especially with women as well, so she's a woman, and she is a smaller woman, so, you know, she's not very tall, so she's not potentially, she's not that big, she's not you know, compared to me that's five foot nine, <laughs> I'm bloody huge. You know, she's, she's a smaller woman. It is more difficult for smaller women to lose body fat because obviously there's less of you, so you don't need as much food. But in our environment, our portions, you know, when you go to a restaurant, the, the chef doesn't go, oh, you're only five foot two, so I'm going to give you a smaller portion. You get the same portion as the bloke next to you who's six foot nine. So 
as a smaller person, it is more difficult, and as a woman as well, because we don't have as much muscle mass. And it is more difficult for you to lose body fat. So you can do all the right things, but not a lot shows on the scales. And I've got all throughout my Instagram, I've got pictures, and you can probably find it in so many different coaches. When it comes to smaller women losing body fat, not a lot will happen on the scales, but you will see significant differences within body composition. So you need to take that into account. If you are wanting to lose um, body fat and you have a lot to lose, you'll see huge um, downward trends on the scale and you'll see, you know, potentially huge differences in your photographs but you will get to the point where you don't have much fat to lose, you are not going to see a lot on the scales. So it's really important that you don't give up. This is where, because you're not seeing a lot, lot that's happening in the scales, and I've been here before as well, you're not seeing much happening on the scales, therefore you think that what you're doing isn't working. And I promise you, if you are being consistent, so you're sticking to your, you know, Think about, like I just said, think about, you know, are you being consistent? Are you, you know, making sure you're not allow you're not allowing any of this, you know, diet creep coming back in? If you're making sure that you are being consistent, you're being consistent with your steps, you're being consistent with your workouts, you know, you are eating prime, you know, a lot of protein, a lot of fruit and veg, all the things that you've been doing so far, keep going with that there isn't necessarily any need to drop your calories even more because you might find that actually then drop your calories and you might find it actually be more difficult you drop your calories you don't adhere to the diet and actually you're not making any progress so it's much better just to keep your calories the same keep your head down and look at other markers that can help you know that you're making progress. And photos being a great, a great way to, to have as another piece of measurement. So another thing that might happen after, you know, losing a significant amount of weight, after being on a diet for quite a while, your body will start to fight back. If you think about how we've evolved, you know, thousands of years ago, when we were, you know, the basic bitch hunter-gatherers, food wasn't as abundant as it is now. So, you know, you had to go and hunt for some food, eat as much as you could, can, eat as much as you could. And then this is why the body has this amazing ability to store energy, to have uh, to store body fat because it's storing extra energy. And that's how we survived. We had this ability to store extra body fat so it could keep us going and we can survive as a, as a race, as a human race, as a species, before then we then go out hunting again and find more food. Whereas now we don't need to go out hunting. We can just pop down the road and buy whatever we like. And unfortunately, pop down the road to buy whatever you like. You know it's going to be mainly your high calorific ultra processed foods like you can't even buy bloody petrol without being surrounded by the stuff but 
our bodies haven't evolved. Our bodies haven't caught up with the modern world that food is abundantly available. So we still have this ability to store body fat. And because that ability to store body fat is all about survival, the body has also got other tricks up its sleeve to help us survive. So as as you're going through a diet, your body makes adaptations. So you might notice you stop moving as much or you're getting quite tired. And that's a way that the body is trying to preserve energy. It's like, hold on, we're not getting enough energy in here and we're not having a lot of energy stored anymore. Um, so we need to do something about it because it's all about essentially keeping you alive. So, you know, you you might not um, you might not move as much. And that's why having a step goal is a really good idea, because that is forcing you. You know, it's a way of us coaches forcing you to go out there and get moving and keep that activity high. Um, what your body also does is, you know, there's a bit of um, increase of leptin. Your body starts increasing leptin and leptin is your hunger hormone. Uh, sorry, leptin is your fullness, fullness hormone. And so it doesn't tell you so leptin is released when uh when your body is eating enough to tell you that you're full essentially so when um when you've been in the diet for quite a while the body doesn't or you're not so reactive to the leptin so you tend to eat more you don't feel so full on the same amount of food anymore so that's another way in which your body's fighting against you to get more energy in so that you essentially survive, you stay alive. And of course, when you're in a calorie deficit, if you're feeling hungry, it's just going to make it more difficult. So again, that's where you need to assess, right, okay, what have I been eating? You know, have I allowed some of this to creep back? Am I eating more because your body's telling you to? So it's quite a natural response. So again, this is another thing where you don't belittle yourself about it you don't bully yourself about it this is a natural bodily response to it so what you can do in that situation is look at the types of foods that you're eating so if you're on say 1600 calories 1600 calories worth of food can look completely different according to what type of food you have like if you if you just have McDonald's, obviously that is not, or just, you know, uh, fast food, that is not a significant 1600 calories. You're going to run out of food very, very quickly. But if you create your meals out of lean proteins, so things like chicken, fish, Greek yogurt, um, lean cuts of red meat, and fill your plate with fruits and vegetables, so obviously fruit and vegetables are very, very filling because of all the fiber content um, content, and very low calories. So you can absolutely fill your plate with it. And so you'll have more volume of food. So it will help fight against, you fight against, the body fight against you 
with the increase of hunger signals and you know increase of um leptin so that you you don't feel as full you know and research shows you know just going on about volume of food research shows that people tend to eat according to the volume of food that's in front or the weight of food that's in front of them so if you have a massive bowl of salad for example if you had like a chicken salad a huge bowl of chicken salad you will be satisfied on that in the same way you would be satisfied on a bowl full of donuts and it's not and obviously you can see the difference in the calorie content it's going to be huge but it's because you know your brain's telling you a fool because you've had so much food so you know losing body fat is 100% about being in a calorie deficit if you're not in a calorie deficit then you're not going to lose any body fat how you create that calorie deficit will determine essentially how adherent you're going to be because how easy you make it or don't make it and if you can make it easier by having huge volume of food by incorporating lots of protein which also keeps you fuller for longer lots of fruit and veg both of them being lower in calorie density but also because of the types of food the protein and the fiber they will keep you fuller for longer and therefore you're less likely to snack in between like if you had a bowl full of donuts not only is it easier to overeat them anyway that food ultra processed food doesn't keep you full for a long period of time so after eating even a bowl full of donuts it ain't going to be long before you are hungry again and so not only you have eaten significantly more calories you're going to be eating more calories again soon because you will be hungry again soon so when you're in a um when you're in hitting a fat loss plateau what's really really important like i said what's really important is you just keep going assess what you have been doing the last few weeks you know be really critical self-critical about it it's not about telling yourself off it's not about belittling yourself or saying that you can't do it or anything like that these are all very normal human traits you know with dieting boredom and getting less meticulous with your tracking and stuff like that just have a review of how particular meticulous you have been and if that's the case then you just need a few adjustments and then what you might notice as well if you get your head down and keep going with what you're doing trust it trust the process really phase out any creep dieting creep foods that you've been allowing and you'll probably notice after a while you might get a huge drop in the scale and that's exactly what happened to my client this morning so when i looked at her weight chart this morning she dropped like at least half a kilo so trust the process because it, it does work make sure you are continuing to be self-critical and you will find it but don't expect when you have very little body fat to lose don't expect the huge drops consistently all the time on those scales look at other measurements so look at doing photos look at doing measurements around your waist or your hips look at how you're feeling like you're feeling good you know because you're eating good nutritious food you're working out you're you know getting outside doing your steps that i mean that's a win-win in my book 
you know, this is all about feeling good about yourself, you know, inside and outside, how strong you're getting in the gym. And also like how your emotional connection with food is now. You know, if if you've been working on your relationship with food in the last eight months and you know what food is and what it means, and if you've been incorporating other kind of mindset work and being mindful about things, that is again a huge, huge win. Understanding how to fuel your body well, fuel your mind well, and enjoy life, that is far bigger win than what the bloody hell is happening on no scales. So if you are in a fat loss plateau yourself and you are struggling, then why not come and find me on Instagram? I am at Coach by Leanne. Come and ask me some questions. I'm more than happy to help you and have a conversation. And if we're a good fit, then maybe we can start working together. If you're a netball player, we have net strength coming up again uh, the next session in about a month's time in October. So if you're interested in that, then also come find me on Instagram. I am at Coach Balianne and I'd love to have a chat. Well, until next time, stay strong, stay empowered and keep working towards your fitness goals. Remember, you are capable of incredible things. Bye.